What's going on, everybody? Nathan King here from the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Wanted to just remind everybody about one of our great sponsors here on the 24-7 Sports Network, and that is Homefield Apparel. What is Homefield Apparel? You guys, the premium collegiate apparel brand out of Indianapolis that produces incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs like Auburn and all of their great logos and designs um, that they've had throughout their history. Homefield digs through the archives and history of your school to find unique logos, mascots, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your school. Obviously, one of their most popular collections is the Auburn collection now. Now over 20 pieces in total on their site, homefieldapparel.com. If you guys were anywhere on social media, you you were part of the Peacock movement. Um, if you're an Auburn fan of the Auburn basketball season, they've got a great Peacock shirt and Peacock hoodie that says Auburn Hoops. Easily my favorite design of theirs. Um, it's a great, great piece of uh, piece of work for an Auburn fan to pick up to commemorate this basketball season. You guys can still get 15% off your first purchase at homefieldapparel.com with the code Auburn Undercover. That's all caps, all one word, Auburn Undercover. Please go check it out. You guys love their product, have loved it for a really long time. If you guys have been anywhere in the world of college athletics in the past couple of years in terms of social media, like I talked about, they have been phenomenal. They've done a really good job of branding themselves and they back it up with a great product and Auburn is one of their biggest sellers like that new Peacock uh, jacket I was just telling you guys about. So be sure to go pick that up. Get 15% off your first purchase. Again, promo code, all caps, Auburn undercover at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. Here on the Auburn Undercover Podcast, we are proud to be partnered with Prime Shrimp, a New Orleans-based shrimp company, to offer our listeners some delicious, easy-to-cook shrimp in just minutes. These guys have been peeling shrimp since the 40s, and they are excited to offer you guys restaurant-quality shrimp straight to your door in under 10 minutes without the usual mess and fuss. Take the frozen pouch out of your freezer, drop it in a pot of boiling water, and again, it's ready to serve however you want it in 10 minutes. You guys can head over to primeshrimp.com and with promo code Auburn247, all caps, all one word, you can get $20 off your first order. Again, that's code Auburn247, all caps, all one word for $20 off your first order. If you don't love it, get your money back. Their flavors include Signature Season, French Quarter Alfredo, Garlic Herb Butter, and the Louisiana Shrimp Boil, which is personally my favorite. I'll tell you guys what I've done three or four times. Grab a loaf of French bread, Bake it until it's crispy. Get some lettuce, whatever other toppings you want. Stuff some Louisiana shrimp boil in there and get yourself a po' boy. It is absurdly good. Get you some frozen French fries, pop them in the oven while you're making it, and it's super easy, super tasty seafood meal in like 20 minutes by the time you're done with everything. Remember, guys, use code AUBURN247, all one word, all caps, $20 off your first purchase at primeshrimp.com. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King. I am joined here by our recruiting reporter, Christian Clemente, because Christian, for the first time since, I don't know when Terrence Love committed, but for the first time since then, we have a reaction to an Auburn football uh, commitment in the class of 2023. First time since you've been on board as our recruiting reporter that Auburn has landed a commitment so pretty big here on this Friday that... uh, that Auburn is able to get somebody locked down in their class of 2023. And as we were just talking about before the show, Christian, this is a pretty big one. And it's, it's, it's big because of the kind of player that he is. And he's the number one running back in the state. We're talking about Jeremiah Cobb, of course, from Montgomery Catholic. So just right down the road and Auburn was able to secure him, but people have kind of, people have kind of forgotten about him a little bit just because he's been on campus so much and they're kind of brushing off his recruitment um, and just kind of assuming he was a lock, but, 
Um, came down to came down to the end here. Tennessee and Clemson certainly uh, gave him a big push, but um, this is this is nothing short of a really big pickup for Auburn as they try to gain some momentum on the twenty twenty three class. Yeah, I mean, this is huge for several different fact- factors. I mean, you just talked about it. It's been April tenth was when Terrence Love committed, so it's been quite some time now. Um, Auburn was dead last in the power five in terms of commits because you know we talked about arizona state the other day also having two well arizona state got a third the other day uh, so now auburn has their third um and i mean I, it, it's a great pickup you know you talked about it jeremiah cobby's been to campus five six seven times since like november whatever it was so he's been here a lot and everyone's like oh you know jeremiah cobb he'll be part of the class like whatever you write a story about him and there's maybe not a lot of hype around it people are just like oh whatever hurry up and commit this was a battle that Cadillac Williams had to go out and win and that he desperately wanted to win. This has been the number one running back on the board for quite some time now. Cadillac identified him pretty early on and really found him as a guy that he liked. And I mean, he's an extremely talented back. He's put up two 2,000-yard-plus rushing seasons over the past two years. He had 48 rushing touchdowns. Um, he started to catch the ball a lot more out of the backfield. He's incredibly talented, and I mean – Clemson and Tennessee both really wanted him. He was a take at both places and they pushed really hard. So ultimately Cadillac gets a win for the running back room, but also a win for this class that just builds up just a tiny bit of momentum. You needed something. And this kind of gives you that. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about Tennessee and Clemson. I know that it was about a month ago. You and I were talking about him. It was a couple shows ago, and you were like, mm, "Clemson, Clemson, giving a, a pretty strong push." And then he visited his last visit was Tennessee before his commitment. If I if I'm not mistaken, yeah. there, um, you know, how how close were they, and how much of a threat were they at, in the end in terms of you know how how they stacked up in comparison to Auburn? You know, I don't. I, I think Auburn pretty well controlled his commitment pretty much or his recruitment pretty much the whole way through until he actually committed. But, I mean, it wasn't easy. Tennessee has been there, Jeremiah said, since from the very beginning. Tennessee has been one of his first schools. And, you know, usually when a school gets the last visit, it's always just a little bit concerning. You kind of always, almost always want to have that last visit, get that last word in, especially when he was so close to making his commitment there. Um, And then Clemson got in late. And uh, C.J. Spiller, who actually I think Jeremiah Cobb reminds me a lot of, honestly, was recruiting him at Clemson. Um, Yep and got Clemson involved there. We've kind of seen over this over the past couple of years, and especially this June, um, what Clemson is able to do in recruiting in terms of spinning a recruitment um, on its head and flipping everything around. You know, this kid looks like a lock somewhere else, and all of a sudden he's about to commit to Clemson. So as soon as Clemson got involved, you got a little bit scared there with uh, Jeremiah Cobb, but Cadillac Williams and Auburn hold on um, and get a fantastic pickup. Yeah, what does this do for their momentum? I mean, I know that, like you said, it's been a really long time since they had somebody. They have now, you know, no exaggeration, crawled out of the very bottom in terms of the Power Five. I mean, we talked about it on the last show, but they were dead last in the Power Five in terms of commitments. We'll get to we'll get to what this might lead to here in a second. But separate from you know physical commitments, separate from actually getting guys in the class, in terms of just attitude and momentum right now, how much does this help Auburn to get? somebody on board when like we talked about it's been what almost three months now since they've since they've gotten a, a verbal pledge yeah i mean i think it helps a little bit but i think most of the main issues um, with auburn's recruiting right now are still there um, jeremiah is a kid that's liked auburn for quite some time he's had a great relationship there and he believes in brian harson um, and kind of the message they're sending right now 
But the reason Auburn is really struggling to pick up commitments at the moment is because just all of the negative recruiting that's coming from really every other school. Um, and, you know, these kids, they like Auburn, but they want to see the product on the field. So you'll continue to see maybe a couple more commitments filter in throughout July and August leading into the season. But it's going to be kids that have you know, maybe the position coach, whether it's a Christian Robinson with a guy like Lewis Carter or something like that. It's going to take a fantastic effort from the position coach and recruiting them to Auburn, or it's going to be a kid that is just enamored with Auburn and has really liked Auburn for a long time. Maybe a guy like a JC Hart or something like that. So it, it does give them a little bit of momentum. You know, you feel a little bit of a pick me up, but I still feel like some of the same issues, um, unfortunately for Auburn are still there even after Jeremiah Cobb's commitment. Yeah. There were a couple guys that we talked about and not to get too off topic of, of Cobb, because obviously that's, that's the focus here, but we want to look ahead. Um, Carmelo English was a guy that I think maybe about a week and a half ago, it looked as if it might be a situation where Auburn gets back to back, not back to back commitments, but um, you know, they get kind of commitments in succession to be able to add to that class. Now he's, he's held things off. He tweeted a couple days ago that he's pushing it back. You were really big on him as an Auburn target. We're talking about the four-star wide receiver. He was a guy who's been on campus a lot. Now it seems like he's having some, some apprehension. What can you tell us about that situation? Yeah, so I mean, you said a week and a half. Honestly, up until the minute before he tweeted it on Tuesday evening, um, I mean, we hadn't heard any rumblings of him pushing anything back or anything like that. Um, you felt really good, and it felt like there was a reason Jeremiah Cobb was committed on July 1st and Carmelo English was committed on July 2nd. Okay. I think Auburn wanted to turn heads a little bit, get back-to-back commitments, get the top running back, get the top wide receiver, and that kind of carries you into the month of July and a big commitment, which we'll touch on a little bit, and Keldrick Falk on July 5th. So I think that was set up by design a little bit. Um, Carmelo ended up having some other things um, personal-wise that kind of forced him to push his commitment date back. Um, we don't know that date yet. If he does push it back, yeah. let me say this. The earlier it happens, the better for Auburn. I think yep. you know if he doesn't say anything, he doesn't make it to Big Cat Weekend or anything like that, you start to get a little bit more concerned. I was told there's not really a whole lot of concern right now, but the longer this goes on, probably the more worried you are a little bit with Carmelo. As of right now, I still feel really good. I think he could be a guy that maybe even does pop during Big Cat Weekend there um, if he ends up making it there. That's just a complete guess. I don't have anything kind of to support that. But um, obviously, you would have really liked to get those back-to-back to get even more of a boost in momentum. But you still feel pretty good about Auburn with Carmelo English. So he's a, so he's a Big Cat guy, so he's committed to being there that weekend. He, he is not no. Um, he has not oh, set okay. his plans for that weekend. That's just a that's a pure speculation guess from me. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Because gotcha. he did push it back because of personal things. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe those will be resolved by then, and maybe he'll be able to commit um, by the time Big Cat rolls around. Um, that would be good timing for Auburn. But that's just a guess. I have absolutely nothing to back that up. Well, I'm sure you've got a little bit of your your hunches are are usually not wrong. What um so you're talking about Keldrick Falk. Um, a guy who's a, a four-star pass rusher um, out of Highland Home. He was set for the day after 4th of July, July 5th. Um, still is set for that, as as far as we know. Um, it's coming up a little closer to it. Are you getting the same kind of buzz that you were about Jeremiah Cobb, where you felt really strongly, or or what are you thinking could happen yeah. here in a couple of days, and what's the latest on him? Over the past maybe three to four days, um, things have not trended exactly in the right direction for Auburn. Um, this felt like felt like Auburn led most of the way in Keldrick Falk's recruitment. 
Florida State was always there battling, um, and you knew they were going to be a problem, especially when they get that last official visit. But it kind of felt like Auburn-Florida State. Um, and Clemson was involved, and Florida was involved as well. But you just felt like it was a two-team race. And then all of a sudden, Clemson really has started to pick up a lot of steam recently. Um, I think Florida State is probably the biggest competitor here. Um, and, you know, I haven't put in an official prediction for Keldrick Falk, Crystal Ball-wise, but if I had to pick right now between Auburn and the field, I would take the field, and I would probably take Florida State if I had to just pick a team right now, snap prediction. Um, but this is a recruitment um, that is changing day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. I, From everything that I've gathered, Keldrick doesn't even have a final decision set yet. Um, so but by the time this podcast goes out, uh, it, it could have changed from what I'm hearing right now on Keldrick Falk. I don't think, you know, we pride ourselves on being able to tell subscribers, you know, what's going to happen in recruitments, um, giving them early intel, stuff like that. This might not be one. We don't know what's going to happen until very shortly beforehand. He's playing things very close to the vest. Um, he still hasn't even made up his mind yet and we're closing in on a decision date. So we'll kind of have to see what happens at the time of recording this. I would lean Florida state, but there's still a long ways to go here. Yeah. That'd be a, that'd be a tough blow um, for them. Somebody that I mean, it's, it's these three guys, maybe Cobb a little bit more so because it kind of felt like Cadillac got in there and was able to have a sort of a stranglehold on, on that recruitment, but with, with English and now with Falk Auburn felt pretty good about where they were. And now things, I don't want to say crumbling at the last second because obviously nothing's happened. Auburn absolutely could still land both of these guys, but it, it, it it's not necessarily um, it's not a smooth landing. They're not they're not it's, getting to the finish line very smoothly. Yeah, you would have loved a Cobb English Falk all within the span of like four or five days. You would have loved yeah, to get all like those guys just hours. Yeah. yeah, back to back to back. Three in-state guys. Those would have been your top three recruits in the class, higher rated than Braden Joyner and Terrence Love. And now you're kind of looking at a situation where you come out of that with maybe just one of them. Um, but or one of them for right now. I still feel very good about Carmelo English. And the thing I will say about Keldrick Falk is, too, he's from just down the road. If Auburn picks up, you know, let's say he does commit somewhere else. If Auburn picks up some good wins this fall, he'll be at games this fall. Commitments, especially in 2022, mean almost next to nothing. It, commitments are basically this school has the biggest lead for me right now. Yeah. Uh, very rarely do you see kids fully locked in with commitments. So this is not not a recruitment that'll end the second he commits somewhere. Auburn will keep pushing even if he does go somewhere else. Yeah, that's something you've talked about a lot recently. So I'll be interested to see, you know, we'll obviously track that and and as the season progresses, if things go well for Auburn because you've you've mentioned that, you know, I'm not going to talk about the guys that you've that you've mentioned, but several recruits saying, yeah, you know, they might the staff feels like they might commit one you know one way here in a couple of weeks, but they're going to keep pushing on them and and you know something that happens on the field because like you said, it is the biggest thing we keep hearing over and over again is the negative recruiting. It's just the biggest problem right now, and people telling them a they're not going to win games and b Brian Harson's not going to be here. So if you if you sort of thwart both of those by the middle of the season, you've you've sort of you know gotten those guys gotten their minds at ease a little bit. Um, I want to talk about Cobb just for a second, and then we'll and then we'll kind of round things out with one more recruit that people have really had their eyes on. Um, do you think Auburn is is aiming to take a second running back in this class? And, and what is their uh, what does their situation look like moving forward in terms of the the depth at the position? Obviously, Cobb feels like the, the prize at that position, but are, are, do they want another one? Yeah, Cobb is certainly running back one in this class. Um, but I do think if the right name pops up, they won't hesitate to take a second running back. 
because after this upcoming season, you're probably looking at Tank Bigsby being gone. Sure. And then you got Jarquez Hunter, Damari Alston, uh, Jeremiah Cobb, and then you also have Sean Jackson is in there as well. But you'd probably like to have one more guy. Um, so if, if the right name pops up, they certainly will. They're still after um, Roderick Robinson, who committed to UCLA um, towards the end of May, I believe. He was supposed to officially visit in June. Auburn didn't use that official visit in June, but would really like to get him in maybe for a season official visit. Um, another name to monitor is an in-state guy, Khalifa Keith, um, up in the Birmingham area, if I remember correctly. I don't remember exactly which high school off the top of my head, though, but he's another name to monitor, and then we'll see some more names pop up in the fall. Um, so I would definitely look out for Auburn to take a second running back in this class, but it, you know, if it's not Roderick Robinson or maybe Khalifa Keith, it's a name we don't know right now. Right. Right, yeah. You meant to say Big Ten powerhouse UCLA, I think is what you meant to oh, yes, of course. preface that with. I don't know if you... I, I just pulled up Twitter just for a second while we're sitting on here, um, and they... they It's official. They're, they're, in the, they're in the Big Ten, so that'll be... Auburn, let's see, Was it, it was 1938 was the last time Auburn had played a true Big Ten road game against Wisconsin, and so now they'll have... They'll play two within the span of, like, six years, because they'll go to ucla i don't who knows in 2027 what in the world um you know any of these conferences will be will be called but um a little bit that's 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 off topic but in case anyone missed it usc and ucla going to the big 10 doesn't make any sense but just you know just go with it just just hang on for the ride um brock glenn is the last one i want to talk about about florida state earlier seems like they are pushing a little bit um ohio state you know it's funny a couple weeks ago we we did this show after talking about Brock Glenn and um, you didn't think that Ohio state necessarily had, had pushed enough at that point, but they were getting the visit. Now it seems like they've, they've taken a, a big step forward in his recruitment. And, and if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, he was a guy that was going to be committing in July as well. So maybe in a perfect world, we're talking about all of these guys ending up at Auburn and now kind of the plan is, uh, is, is fading a little bit. What, what can you tell us about Brock Glenn who, undoubtedly as you've mentioned is their top quarterback target in this class yeah well he was a guy that was supposed to commit before elite 11 um and elite 11 started on tuesday the 28th happening right now yeah yeah (laughs) so you know that was a guy that they were hoping to kind of get even right as kind of official visit season wrapped up there um but then ohio state gets involved um and that has created a lot more pressure um than i initially thought it would um now, with that said, I think Ohio State really does like uh, the Baylor commit, Nova Sad, um, who has had a really strong Elite 11 from what I've been able to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that could impact things here a little bit as well. But LSU recently offered Brock, um, and I believe it was Steve, Steve Wiltfon was saying, you know, Brock, um, after talking with him at Elite 11, he wants to do some virtual meetings with LSU or something like that just because it is a dead period. So. I do think this is going to wrap up here within the next two, maybe three weeks um, because Brock just doesn't strike me as a kind of kid or a player that really wants to keep straining this along and keep moving along. I think he does want to get committed somewhere. He does want to go recruit wherever he ends up. But every day that goes by, your confidence in Auburn fades. Um, I wrote about it a little bit. My crystal ball is still on Auburn, but I would take the field right now. The only reason I haven't really switched that crystal ball is because I don't know if it's Ohio State or Florida State or even maybe LSU that's leading right now, but I don't feel very confident in my crystal ball at all for Auburn. Uh, this is a recruitment that is, unfortunately for Auburn, just not gone the direction they wanted. It felt like they had him pretty well locked up. Um, 
they almost had a kind of hidden gem there. And then he picks up some steam, gets some offers, um, and it almost spirals out of control for Auburn to the sense where just so many schools got involved. Um, I don't think it's over necessarily. Don't take this as it's over. Um, I think it's far from over. Well, as far as you can be in the next two weeks. I think it'll wrap up here soon, but I think there's still a lot that has to be decided for Brock um, in his camp. But right now, I'd probably lean towards the field. Um, I'm going to try and have more on kind of the quarterback situation in terms of recruiting for Auburn. Maybe later this weekend, there's a couple names, uh, a couple new names to kind of monitor as well. Um, but I probably wouldn't expect an offer to go out to some of those guys, at least until midway through the season. Yep. Then you always have to kind of keep in mind, too, Auburn's pretty good at quarterback right now um, in terms of Zach. Calzada has a lot of eligibility left. Robbie has a lot. Holden will still have uh, four years after he presumably redshirts this fall. So optics-wise, you pretty much always have to take a quarterback in the recruiting class, so I think that's the plan for Auburn. But you know, if, if they don't find a name that they're really enamored with, you feel pretty good about the guys that you have and then attacking the transfer portal um, after the season as well. So I don't think it's as bad um, as some people are making it out to be. And you certainly don't feel as bad if you miss on Brock Glenn to like an Ohio state. than if you were to miss on him earlier to like a TCU or even just a Florida state, and it's possible he still does still go to Florida state, but after getting all this recent interest, um, it, it softens the blow. I guess you could say a little bit if he doesn't go to Auburn. Most defensible losing of him would be to Ohio state. I said that yes. we've, we talked about it multiple times, but if you're a quarterback in Ohio State, starts knocking on your front door and and, and giving you a, a scholarship offer, and, and you're a take, and you're a legitimate take to go play with that offense, it's, there's not much you can do. But like you said, Florida State, which is in fine situation, but it's still pretty rocky. And then another first year coach in, in your division at LSU, neither of those would be uh, would be very sightly for Auburn. So it seems like they'll have to keep the foot on the gas, you know, with some of these guys that you just mentioned. Really, that that immediate group you just talked about. Um, seemed like Auburn was ready to pull in, get a pit stop, and and kind of you know be happy with some of those commitments. But now they're going to need to kind of turn up the heat a little bit more and, uh, and put a lot of effort into trying to close out these guys. And so um, you know, Christian was talking about some of the some of the stuff he's had this week at at Auburn Undercover. Wanted to just do a quick plug and mention um, got a quick little deal going on here. We always try to make sure our podcast listeners, if you guys aren't subscribers, we let y'all know when the deals come around because they're great. We always run a bunch of them. Um, got a 4th of July deal right now. It ends the night of the 5th. So you have through the day of the 5th. Um, you can either get 30% off an entire year, um, which is really good, or you can just try the first two months out for $1. Pay $1, try it out for a couple months. That takes you through to football season. I think that's great. Christian has been killing it this week. Lots of VIP stuff for our subscribers. And then when fall camp football season rolls around, it's going to be really fun. Going to have a lot of good stuff for you guys. So give it a test run. If you like it, stick around. If you don't, we're not going to hold you to it, but uh, and we certainly won't kick you off the podcast because this is a uh, podcast remains free. So <laughs> um, anyway, we uh, we appreciate you guys uh, you guys listening today. Again, Jeremiah Cobb. That's that was that's the focus here. Um, like Christian mentioned, number eight running back in the state or, or in the country. Excuse me, number eight running back in the country. Number one running back in the state. Four star recruit. Now the top rated recruit in the class. Top two hundred guy. None of that should be understated. Um, but you know, if you're Auburn, you're hoping that it gives you momentum, get on the right path here, maybe start a bit of an, an incline for the rest of the summer um, as you get commitment number three. So thanks to Christian for hopping on this reaction episode. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day here on this fine Friday and enjoy the weekend. If you guys enjoyed this show, please give us a five-star review. That is the number one thing that helps us out. You guys can find, if you like the intro or the outro music, go to Beats by Mordecai. 
on Twitter, SoundCloud, or Instagram. Thanks so much to him. And until the next episode, we'll catch you guys later. Everybody, again, have a great weekend. Thank you.